Harry Potter. Mm. Wow. Books, books or movies? It started as books. Your real one. Yeah, like when I was in here, I'm going to show my age now, but when I was in year six, that's when um, The Philosopher's Stone came out. Same. So they read it. They, we started reading it. It was like a new book in mm-hmm. class to read. And I was like, oh, and then I ended up continuing it. I came out when I was in year five, I think. And then my dad bought it for my dad bought me the first Harry Potter book. Hold on, if I was in year six, you can't have been in year five. Oh, maybe I was in year no, no, no. It didn't come out when you was in year six. It came out when okay. I was in year five. Maybe I was in year five then. No, you and you were year, year four, six because I got it when I was in year six, but it wasn't a new new book then. So I was in. You anyway, in I've clarified that it's impossible for Lola to be. I was just like, I, what I would, what I just want everyone to know listening here <laughs> is Belisa is less than six months younger than me. <laughs> Belisa is less than six months younger. You're actually sick. You know, you're a sick person. You say less, but when you could hold up your head, I couldn't hold up my own head. So <laughs> different. We are different people. No, you're actually, you're actually crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so I got, my dad got it for me when I was in year six. So you may have, you were probably in year five. Maybe. Yeah. So my dad got it for me when I was in year six and um, I loved it. Like I read it like, you know, one of the people that done the kids that reads under with, under the cover with a torch. That was me. <laughs> proper sad. And then when it came time to buy the second one, one of my aunties, and I do that in inverted, you know, family mm-hmm. friends, she told my dad that he shouldn't buy it for me because it's about witches. Oh gosh. And wizards. Uh, that's how one auntie tried to get my mum to stop me from watching Charmed. Thinking, what? That no. Charmed is a real one. Anyway, I had to beg my dad. And in, in the end, he, he... He gave in. He gave in. You didn't tell my auntie. <laughs> like, why are you trying to ruin... He didn't want to be judged. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I got that. And then... But it's the same way. Like, I asked one of my friends the other day if they're going to go watch The Little Mermaid, which I'm definitely going to watch. And she said, I don't know. I was like, why? Because of the, like, Halle Bailey controversy. She said, no, because mummy water. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't want to watch something about mummy water. For those of you who don't know, that's like like a mermaid, but like in like African terms, like it's like a what is it like? They're like a supernatural. Like yeah, it's, like, it's like a Medusa underwater yeah, like, kind of thing, related yeah. to like witchcraft and stuff. So my friend was like, "No, nah, I'm not sure if I want to go and watch this thing about mummy water." And I was like, "Literally, you are the worst." I can't wait to watch the Little Mermaid. Some of Everything my friends seen, have watched yeah. it, and they said it's amazing. Everything I've seen is just makes me think it's going to be so good i think so too. and do you know what i really like i like i think they've been doing maybe a bit too much behind the scenes stuff too early but i'm liking the behind the scenes stuff but also i like talking about the i like hearing the producer and the casting team talk about how like all of the casting stuff because the narrative was like they went out to go and break the mold and find a black aerial or something like that but that's not what happened like they heard hallie and chloe performing at the grammys during the casting and they was like no that voice we need her we need her oh. so that's what happened so it was kind of like they, they weren't going out of the way to like be controversial the they literally yeah. heard her and when you hear her like you get it like she literally looks She's and sounds amazing. like she was made for disney someone who's like only ever done like what she is she was in um grownish and bef- do you know what i mean but she was she even was that shot before she auditioned? Because that was like 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grownish, she's been in Grownish for a long time. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, so that was, that was the only acting she had done. And, like, it's so good. Like, even, you know that, like, viral clip that's going around of her performing at Disneyland? Mm-hmm. Like, she is so good. She is. Like, it's insane. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to love it. Even, love like... love her and not her boyfriend. 
Do you know what? I haven't really been really engaging with the content around her boyfriend. Didn't they break up or something? Yeah, because his ex tried to say they were still doing stuff. But yeah, apparently, did you know that for The Little Mermaid, apparently it was 150k for her locks to look how they looked for the film. Like it, They paid 150k? Yeah, all together, like for all the during production just to like maintain and Good. everything but they I, did I thought they, they paid like a they had like people actually on set to do it you can't cast yeah they had black people yeah you can't cast her. her now and expect her to be doing nonsense no nah, but i thought that was amazing and what is 150k compared to what that film is gonna make and what that film is gonna it's already to broken make. records has it i'm yeah, so yeah. glad like i love that because all of these people that were like, I'm going to boycott, I'm going to boycott all these big men that were saying never- it wasn't going to be that good. The um, Aladdin. Listen, all these men that were never going to watch the film that were jumping on TikTok to say, what about our daughters? Shut up, man. They were never going to watch it anyway. All the people that were going to watch it are still going to watch it. Like if you want to deprive your kids of it, that's so sad. Yeah, it is. I can't wait. I'm going to baby cinema. Like I'm going to a baby cinema showing of it. Mm. So that my son can run around while I watch it and no yeah. one's going to I care. literally considered taking like one of the young kids in my life and I was like, I don't want to. I want to no, go watch it and I want to feel peace. And I want to go watch it at a time when there's no children. I <laughs> saw um, a Victor Kunda yeah. and Moyo. I don't know what his other name is, but they're, if you have TikTok, you'll know who I'm talking about. And they saw it in 4DX. Is that like... And it's like, like literal water poured on them. No. Oh, is that the one where you feel like the Yeah, like everything's well? shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was tempted to do that. But the IMAX is doing something, isn't it? They're, they're doing it for like, they're showing it for like a month or something. I've got some ads. I might Are they? Yeah, I might watch it on my own as well. Because I just feel like baby cinema might it's not gonna, push it's not, me over the edge. The yeah, I can't concentrate. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited. Even when you see how they had to do the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, all this wonderful... Obviously, I knew that they didn't get into the ocean and start filming under, underwater. Apparently, Melissa, um, who plays Ursula, mm-hmm. doesn't get in water at all throughout the whole filming process. Only Halley. Yeah. But I watched I, like, an interview even, with even them. Even when I was doing... When I was watching the... You know the bit from the Under the Sea song? Mm-hmm. I saw her sitting. It was... She was literally... She's riding yeah. a turtle and she's on a the back of a person who's crawling along the floor in a blue suit. Can you imagine? I'm just like, this is mad. You have to really get into character with those things. She's moving her body like they're, like they're bumping, like bobbing along the bottom of the sea, but you're literally riding some guy's back. That's mad. I just feel like it takes, actually takes away a little bit. You're like, oh wow, this is amazing. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I actually can't wait. I still think it's weird that like with all the controversy around Halle Bailey, like no one was talking about Ursula. She's purple. Melissa is white. For real, well, you've just given me that. an idea though. There's an, there's a cinema next to where I work. Maybe um, what are you gonna do you, when you're at work? <laughs> you can organize a DI trip. <laughs> oh my god, maybe they did one for the Woman King, so maybe. I didn't even watch that. That was really I good. To I enjoyed well, it. I enjoyed it. It's like, again with that all the it was a lot of the men being like, oh, it's not historically accurate. What is historically accurate? Though? Like. So literally, like so, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I was giving me an idea now. Um, what has been in the history? Have you done anything this week in terms of your own life? Um, I went to my first ever dinner and dance for my uncle's fiftieth dinner and dance. What is a dinner yeah. and dance? So basically, one of my friends, Courtney, um, 
<laughs> she can't wait to be 50 because she wants to do a dinner and dance. I'm like exposing her whole life now. What's dinner but and dance? <laughs> she wants to do a dinner and dance where, you know, you have a sit down meal and then you dance, innit? Oh, okay, come. Yeah, but it's Why like. Is that any different to any other function? Is it a bit more like black? Yeah, it's just more formal okay. and like, you know, it's, you're 50, so it's mm. like really special. Okay. But yeah, I went to my uncle's one. It was really sweet. Like, had everyone in like tuxedos and stuff. That's so and nice. Long dresses. Um, and it was just really sweet. So, and it's my uncle who, his dad and my grandma are siblings. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the siblings. His dad and your grandma. Okay, so him and your dad. Our first cousins, okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, you had my grandma there, her sister, her brother. So, it was really cute. Oh, like, really cute. in there, they're all in their 80s and 90s. So, it was really cute to see them all, like, together. Did they have a little dance as well? Yeah, yeah. My, I think I my, saw your grandma at um, your son's first birthday. Was she there? No, she had COVID. You might have seen her sister, though. Her oh, sister okay, there. okay. Her sister gets live. She gets hurt. <laughs> She loves a bit of vibes, cartel, you know. She's vibes, like, cartel. Listen, she takes naps before she goes out so that she can last the whole night. She's 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 the real one. She's the ninety I, I want to be. Myself. Yeah, I love that for her. And you? No, no, no. I got a flat tire. Oh, I actually saw that. You I got, got a flat, flat tire. tire. Everyone's like, "Are you okay?" I said, "That's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I don't do anything to do with my car." I got a flat tire. Just told my boyfriend, and then it was fixed. That sounds like. Toxic femininity to oh, me. Oh, mate, I said there's. I said I to, on this day, I believe it's strict gender roles. <laughs> That's how I get when the bins full. <laughs> I saw this like a while ago. I saw this thing on TikTok of this girl being like, "Why are you asking me to take out the bin to her boyfriend?" And he was like, "Just take out the bin, man." She's like, "That's not my job." And I've never stood so so much in solidarity with someone. I was like, "How can you ask me to take out the bin?" Can I just say that like, I'm a bit better than you then? Because I will at least. Put the bin at the front door. No, I do that. Oh, okay. I do that. I just don't. I, it's not my responsibility to carry it outside to the bin. Fair. I'll tie it up. I won't even put it back. I put it like near the kitchen, and then it just goes. Fair, fair. You're not better than me. We're the same. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Of us I, are I the did same. gardening this weekend. That's. Do you know what that is? And when I say gardening, I was not planting pretty flowers. Mm. Like I'm You're never doing weeds. I'm never doing that again. It's not, that is not a woman's job. No, it's not. You need strength. You have to get down. Yeah. yeah, you need strength. Like I feel like I went gym. Yeah, no, but you spend a lot of calories gardening. I did. I wish I was wearing my watch. You, sh- you sh- have you ever thought about having like a little garden, like a little patch where you grow some vegetables? No, I'm actually want it all to be just like artificial grass. I'm sick of that. Sh- that. The whole garden is like patio. I'm mm-hmm. sick of it. So oh, so you get the weeds between the, the everywhere, slabs. and we've got like these. We've got an apple tree and stuff. Oh, from, that's nice. Yeah, it's from the people who lived there before us. Yeah. But I want it all gone. Like if I, I had a big, gone. if I had a, there's a few trees in the garden. If I had a big saw, oh <laughs> no! But you can't just chop them down. You need to get them up, like from the roots. See, I'm, I'm. That's gonna happen anyway. Mark my words. You're gonna eventually. It's all gonna be like grass. Okay, but real grass. Or artificial no, grass. I don't when want. You say artificial I want grass, low maintenance. I want a low even, maintenance like, not garden. When they come and lay turf, you mean literally like plastic? Yes. No. I want a low maintenance garden. I don't want to do anything. The one you have now is low maintenance. Because it's patio. Yeah. yeah. But there's trees in the garden. And there's pebbles on like I can't even explain it, it but I'm delightful just done. to be honest. I'm done with it. Okay. I really want a garden. So that's why. Like whenever I Yeah. I'm I'm literally next. clearing it now so that my son can run around. That's literally why I'm doing Ideal. it. Because it looks a mess. You can ride you can ride his bike in there. Yeah, exactly. And just 
leave oh, me to be it. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do anything this week. Fair. Literally nothing. Sometimes that's the best. Yeah. What has been in the HR news? What has been in the HR news? Um I'm trying to remember what we Jeremy Hunt and BlackRock. Oh yeah. So um I know more about BlackRock than I do about Jeremy, Jeremy Hunt. Hunt. There wasn't even really much to it. He just said um, that as much as he thinks that good stuff has come from working from home, he really does think like the default should be being in the office because he's a loser. He's a super <laughs> loser. <laughs> he's been his, Elon Musk is, must be his mentor. Um, so, <laughs> so he's basically like he thinks that we're losing those water cooler moments and it's going to stifle our innovation. I don't know when this country has ever cared about innovation, but um, it's going to stifle our innovation because we're not collaborating as much and all of this other kind of stuff. So yeah, he was like, we need to be fo- more focused on working in the office. And I was just like, no, Jeremy. But then, obviously, that stuff that he was talking about with BlackRock happened as well. Can I just say, before I, I talk about that, like, Jeremy, like, you do not work for an innovative, like, play. Literally. Like, what, are you, what do you know about innovation? Literally, what do you know? What do, what, and what do you think they possibly talk about at the, at the water cooler? Do you think in the water cooler Scandal. and the houses of commons <laughs> they ever came up with any nothing. good ideas nothing he's talking out his a-hole listen but yeah that's, that's i think it's one of those things that you just he heard it somewhere like, i really believe like a lot of our like mps and stuff they just hear things and regurgitate them they're just jealous. When, when you when they're jealous you, when you had to break it down and you ask them questions they never know even their own policies they don't know just because he can't work from home all the time that's and the why. thing is i think they probably do what do they even do like honestly exactly mps they must like do a lot of working from home while they get their secretary to respond to letters that's true. begging them that's true. to but help them feed their families and he just needs to mind his business to be honest but yeah so blackrock which is um like one of the biggest like financial companies they invest literally they own everything yeah um have said they want their employees back in the office four days a week it's exhausting thinking about it. Four days is a lot. Four you know. days. That's like pre-COVID times. I went to the office last week, and I felt so tired. I was like, "Is this what it's like to commute again?" Like I felt so tired. That is how it is. And imagine doing it four days. No, a I week. couldn't. I I think now that's like a non-negotiable for me. Like, if I ever want to move to a different job. I can't go somewhere that wants mm. me in the office more than two days a week. Mm. I can't do it. I just... Actually, this is what I... In terms of what did happen last week, very, it's very sad. I got so... T- like, I went... I travelled between my clients um, to... I was out of my house four days in the week. On Friday, I got into bed, and then I was so tired that I cried. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen. And then my, my boyfriend was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm so tired. Like a baby. Like, you know, <laughs> baby. And that's why when I they say, cry like, instead of I, going to sleep. Yeah, literally. I was, I was like, oh, like you know, I wasn't really crying, but I was like, I'm so tired. And he was looking at me like, well then, just go sleep. sleep. <laughs> but I couldn't. I was, I was too like too overstimulated, like literally like a baby. And that's why I was like, I can never, like that can never be for me again. I don't know how I did it before COVID, but the Same. muscle, the muscle memory is not there at all. It's at not all. there. Four days a week for me is too much. As, do you know what it's for me? And we've spoken about it before. I just feel like. Well, actually, if you have everyone coming in four days a week, 
then people there will be collaboration there will be but i just can't get work done the way i used to being in the office that much because it's a focus it depends what you do it does but for me like i just feel people speak a lot mm. when they see me but then someone said to me um maybe if i went in more <laughs> no they, they, they will won't yeah. they yeah but I it's just, because the role you do it doesn't really require a lot from other people if you worked in a big er team maybe there might be some more stuff for you to like collaborate on and bounce ideas or listen or whatever but even like if you do if you're like an individual contributor and the stuff that you need from other people is really like a a day's work or whatever i don't see the point i don't see it yeah i i think my my role could be fully remote Mm, you're not a, i guess you're not a business partner so it's not like you really need to it's more reactive in terms yeah of i think it could talking. be you don't really know who you need to build relationships with yeah. if you're building a relationship with someone in particular they're probably more relationships yeah. than the employee like since i started i can count how many investigations i've done face to face and it's not because um you know i'm not around it's because they're just not in this like we're just not in on the same mm. day or they're not based in the same office so yeah mm. But yeah, I'm not with it. I'm not with that. I think but they, I know they pay their people well, so I'm sure they won't just... I doubt people are not leaving. What, I doubt what? people are leaving. I Where mean, I am? At Black Rock. I oh. Mean, I was just thinking about them. Um, I just... Do you know what? Maybe it would be good to see the attrition rates when this actually kicks in, because I, I'm sure it must be a non-negotiable for some people. Well, it depends. It depends how well you're paid. Like, I've got a client that I do some recruitment work for and they require people to be in the office five days a week. Five days? For certain roles. For certain roles which are like, let's say, roles that make sense like front of house or like support roles where you uh-huh. need to kind of be there. Not their EAs, but they're ones where it's like people physically come up to you and ask you questions and I have no issue with it because they pay very well. So even when you factor in, it's not like, oh, they pay like 10% more than other people or whatever. Like by the time you factor in your commuting cost and your happiness cost and everything, there'll still be money in excess. So that's what I think. I think if you're asking people to do that, you need to differentiate yourself in some way and it can't be the feel good factor. Like if you're working at a charity or something, like it literally has to be, no one, I've never had anyone say that it's an issue for them because they're paid so well. They're just like, okay, cool. And, And it's a nice place to work. I don't know, but everyone has a number, so... Everyone has a number, that's yeah. what I mean. You just have to find what someone's yeah. number is. And some people, you know the people, I love when I speak to them as candidates, but sometimes when I hear them in the office, they just, just sound a bit like knobby when they're like, oh, I actually prefer to work in the office. But it's like... Oh, hey, that's sharp, no. man. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually... But that's fine. Like Everybody has like a, a preference, isn't it? And I shouldn't be like judgmental of them, but it's like... Sure. You but keep it to yourself. Like, don't be shouting that around. Don't don't start no movements. If you're one of those people, that's okay. That's okay. This is, this is an inclusive space. It's okay, and it depends how far from the office you live. Like, I literally used to work like a twenty minute walk from where I worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I lived. And if I if that was the case, I would still I would still wouldn't go in five days. I can't lie to you, but. I would have less of an issue. Like, the commute is that. Like, when people, especially when you've hired people who lived further out in the period since COVID and you didn't it will require them to come into the office four days a week, and suddenly you're saying come into the office four days a week and you hired them and knowing that they live two hours away yeah, and the one day was fine. it's not fair. Yeah, but some yeah. people have been like, they have said, 
to some people at some point we may come some companies sorry they've said at some point we may go back into the office three to four days or five days a week and those people were just thinking now nah, that'll never happen and now and it's happening. happening yeah it's happening for a lot of companies I think we I think I think eventually we'll be back at five days a week. I think some I don't think yeah, I think some companies will be back all these four all these companies like that are announcing four days a week, they are going to five days 100%. a week. hundred percent. The ones that haven't done it yet, I reckon they'll settle at a nice four. <laughs> yeah, I think there'll be and there'll be some flexibility. There's ne- there, there's some but, people you'll never get them back into the office full time. And you won't even be able to like as a cohort, they'll stick to get like engineers. There's no way on mass you're gonna get software engineers unless the tech bubble fully, fully, fully bursts Burst, yeah. and they are begging for jobs. You ain't gonna get them in the office right, five days a week. Right. Right. No way. I think in general, here Lisa goes, but I think in general with the the tech industry, it will be hard to get people. They try. Some of them are trying. Like I know Google are trying to. Mm get people in meta have said if you've been there less than a year you have to come into the office mm. so they're trying but i think it will be hard to go mm. like even with all the fun stuff in these offices i yeah. think it will still be hard the fun stuff yeah i don't i don't know it doesn't it gets, mean it anything less to fun me. as time goes yeah, on yeah like it's the novelty wears new off fun stuff yeah or pay off my student loan and then i'll come That's in more so often good. something like that if it, mate they can't even they made some bring, changes. Bring a crash, bring a nursery. They used to have a lot some of people do, Yeah, if they had stuff like that, then like if they imagine like a lot of that is the benefit that a lot of companies would really benefit from and people it would what? be. If my workplace had a, a on site nursery, I'd be in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> be like Grace and I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> no, but they um when I, I used to work in the building next door to Goldman Sachs and I know they had one because you'd see people rocking up with their kids mm. and but I don't know if it, I don't know if it's for everyone. It can't be open to everyone. It's probably like a normal nursery where you have to either like be on the waiting list for a space or they just give it to senior employees that they don't ever want mm. to leave. It's quite clever though to put your child in a nursery near where you work rather than where you there's, live. There's never an, there's never an issue. Yeah. Like if you're home, they're home. If you need to go to work, if you have to stay late, but it's when you have to stay late. If you That's know that true. you work in a company, if you know that you have an issue, like a company where people have to stay late, that nursery better close at 10. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be expecting people to stay till 9pm and your, your nursery's closing at 5. That's true. That's true. That's true. I actually wanted to speak to you about something. So I was with my friend, um, like, last week, and we was talking just about, like, you know, if you ever had, like, a heartbreak, and then you have to go into work after. <laughs> and we were joking that companies should like introduce heartbreak leave hello well because like you really people can't function people will be coming into work yeah like you know imagine going and we're talking about like if you ever had a breakup and had to go into work and people want to talk to you about work <laughs> and you're there trying to piece your <laughs> piece your broken heart back together and someone's talking to you about disciplinary go and get out of here man you got calling sick you have like but how long for because it takes a, it takes some time you know i really feel like if i was gonna choose over like bereaved pets i know like it all falls under that it's all it's all a type of compassionate leave it's all compassionate leave. there should be some compassionate leave for heartbreak i hear it you know honestly because i it happened to me yeah once and i remember thankfully it was like near christmas they happened i just took the rest of the year off did it you? was like because I was gonna finish, I think on like the twenty something, and it was like maybe like the tenth or eleventh, and I was like, yeah, that's me. Like everybody's off anyway. I just took it, and I just I took to the bed. Do you know what? There was, there was a um a woman I used to work with, 
young girl woman, but um, she always used to talk about her boyfriend mm-hmm. like all the time. They lived together. Duh, 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 duh. I don't do that at work for. And then one day I came into the office and I said to my other friend, I said, "Yo, she looks a bit like down. She just looks really like I just never seen her look like that before." But well, what was it? Just her makeup was off. Like everything was off. She looked dishevelled. <laughs> she looked so pale. Like everything was just off. Like it just didn't look like her usual like rosy self. So I said to my friend, "Oh, is so and so okay?" <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, her boyfriend left her for someone else." Why does why why do they know that? That's what I'm trying to say because honestly, honestly, like, I it's not funny. No, it's, but it's the fact that like I looked at her and I knew that she should. And you know what? She should not have been at work. She shouldn't have been at work. She, should she shouldn't work. have. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. because there is a, it's not acceptable to be like, oh, this is the situation. Obviously, there'll always be the one person who's in her and out. Her mouth was in moving in a circle. <laughs> it was, her mouth was moving in the circular motion. <laughs> there was nothing going on on that screen. Like, she, she should have been at home. No, but you should. But people don't feel comfortable to be like, oh, like, why are you not like. like but when going, people get divorced, do they take time off? Some people, they should. And they should. A lot of they them should. Do, yeah. But they should because they come into work here and they'll be yelling at people. <laughs> it's like, don't take it out on me. It's true. Don't take it. There's a guy um, that I worked with, like an organization a while ago, and when he was going through a divorce, he put on loads of weight, and like he, you could just tell, like he wasn't well within himself. Mm-hmm. But he never took any time off or anything like that, and like we were actually genuinely worried about him, and he just powered through and eventually he had to he he got signed off sick but we could all see it coming because you could see that it's Mm. taking its toll and you should actually have time off but you would have to the only way doctor will sign you off i guess is if it's something triggered by your heartbreak like stress or depression or whatever it is yeah no heartbreak is not to be massive like back in my heyday Yo, oh my day! I remember going through my heyday. I remember going through a breakup. <laughs> I think I told my manager I had to do emergency at home, and I just left. I just left because I couldn't like I couldn't focus. I kept going to my locker to look at my phone because I thought you were going to say you went, to, you went to look at your locker to look at your picture. You know, like in high school when you open like oh, no, there's, no. there's a picture of. <laughs> I just couldn't, you know, you just can't focus. I was just like, I need you to get out focus. of this place. Like, I you cannot focus. I cannot just do my job. Like, you I can't need focus. The police. worst I ever had, yeah, was like, again, in my heyday, <laughs> one of those conversations where it's like, I was at work and then it was having like a text conversation where it shouldn't be a conversation that you're having by text, but you could see that the, I could see in the text that this relationship is, is about to crumble, <laughs> like right now. And then we, we both said, okay, we'll talk later. You can't do that. We and it was like, it was later. like 10 a.m. I went home because I'm like, what? <laughs> what am I doing here? I said, no, we're both going to go home. We're both, I'm going to meet you. <laughs> Find a way. Yeah, we'll, you we'll can't. Meet up. Because I was like, how can I concentrate the rest of the day now knowing that really after work, I'm about to break up with my boyfriend. Like, what is that? Like, I don't think, I think it should be, like, an acceptable reason to, to take time off work. You know I what? think you would be judged now. I do think most people would judge but you if you took time off work. But everybody knows, well, most people know what it's like to experience heartbreak in some capacity. So, really and truly, we should have sympathy for those things. Do you know what I mean? We should, but we don't. Because if somebody, like, I can imagine a manager coming and being like, oh, such and such is still not back at work. We ask, uh, like, if you say you have family issue, they'll say it's fine or personal issue. The moment they find out it's you have taken to the yeah. bed because you've broken up with your, I think they would, I think it would be worse again for women. 
Because I feel like if guys did it, they'll, I don't know, I feel like we would have more sympathy for them because they would think it was a big deal or whatever. But if you're a girl and you come in and they'll be like, oh, I'm being emotional again. It's true, but you can't. I I remember um, one of my friends who watches this is going to know who I'm talking about, but there was a girl, um, John Lewis, Mm -hmm. and she had like planned her whole wedding. So she had told us, yeah, you know, this is the material you're going to wear for my traditional mm-hmm. wedding. Like, I'm going to Nigeria to do da-da-da-da. Then one day she was just on the floor, like, in the stockroom, just crying. Her sister had to come and get her, like, from the back. Why is her sister? They work together? I think, did she work there as well? I don't even remember. Mm. But it was, like, it was a scene. And I just felt like, do you know what? Yeah, she shouldn't be at work. She should she go should home. Not be at work. You're you can't. Your yeah, you're not in your right mind. Mind. Yeah. Should, like it has to actually start becoming acceptable that like this is an acceptable reason to take time off work. It's just I've seen people. Yeah, there's a guy who again he broke his girlfriend broke up with him, which I think is even the hardest one yet. His his girlfriend broke up with him, and um, they've been together like maybe four or five years. Oh, no. And he was like, he called me in HR, and he was like. Oh, I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for telling me. Like, are you okay? He's like, well, I just need to be, I just need to be a better person, don't I? Oh. And I was just like, I, this is not HR. It's like, it's actually not a HR issue. Like, what do you want me to say? I was like, oh, well, let me know if you, there's nothing I can do for you. That Go is home. So sad. He was obviously not with it and he, he didn't want to talk to his team because it was embarrassing. So he called me in HR and he told me <laughs> and he was telling me about his life plans to become a better person. Oh. And I was that just like, sad. we actually shouldn't be at, we shouldn't be at work. That's true. I hope he's doing better. I don't know. Lost. I have no idea. But we just need to. Oh. Need, people shouldn't be at work. Like you, you're just not. Like when you have a bereavement, obviously it's not the same. But you are grieving. You a are relationship. grieving. Yeah. Like when you have a bereavement, people will know that you're not. You're going to be doing nonsense. What's the point in coming in if you know that you're just going to be? You just and, have and to and take. I also think it depends hands. on your age. I'm not, I, I might be saying this from a space of not of experienced life to that level, mm-hmm. but I think when you're younger, it's worse. No, no. I can tell you, yeah. so. I can tell you from experience. Yeah, <laughs> you've been with your guy for like two million years, in it. So, but like, I have my. I'd say I have my official. I don't want my friends to know, so I don't even mind sharing it. But I had my first official heartbreak just after I turned thirty. Oh, did you? Yeah, and. I want to ask you something, but I don't want to ask while we're recording. You can ask me offline. (laughs) Not even just after that, maybe like some months after, yeah. And when you have it when you're 20-something, it's different. Because you're like, when you're like 22, 23 or whatever, it's like, oh, man, I'm so sad. Oh, look, new boy. Like, that's literally how it works. When you're 30, yeah, and foolishly or (laughs) unfoolishly, you already made plans. When you're 30, you feel like, oh, this could be my person. And you meet that person and it's not the person? No. That's when you'll take to the bed. (laughs) That's when you'll take to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you'll feel, wow, will I ever love again? <laughs> when you're twenty when you're twenty-three, yeah, when you're twenty-four, twenty-five, you know you'll love again. You just bounce back. You literally think, Oh, I'm so sad, and your friend will call you, you be like, oh, let's go out. Like, that would be it. It's true, it's true. When people when it happens to people when they're like 30, 35, 40, nah, those are the men and women, I think those are the worst ones. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. No, that's, that's maybe you're why, right. Yeah? When I look at um, you see the selling sunset mm-hmm. with Chriselle, she's not my fave. But when that thing happened with her husband, I said, "Nah, that guy is sick. That guy is Justin, really sick. Yeah, he's really sick." <laughs> like no. But look how she bounced back though. Yeah, but I don't really like her to be fair. But um, I like Chriselle. I think she's grown. 
She has. Do you know what I like? I like her new clapback mentality. Yeah, she's grown. The way she's been dealing with yeah. what's that? Who was it? Um, the one she accused of being on drugs. Who is definitely on drugs? <laughs> that that woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been she, doing she, well. She is on drugs. She I mean, must be on drugs. Allegedly. Let me tell you something, yeah, Belisa. If I accused you, even on this podcast in front of all these people, yeah, if I accused you of being on drugs, would you go and get a drug test? No. Why would you not get a drug test? Because I'm not. Because you know that you're not on drugs. If someone accuses you of being on drugs and you go and get a drug (laughs) test to prove your innocence, that is the the most guilty thing that I've ever... (laughs) That's the most guilty thing that I've Uh, ever seen in my life. If you guys don't want to start selling sunset, like, that won't make any sense. But if you do, I promise you, that is the sign of... A very very guilty person <laughs> very guilty oh gosh but, but yeah, yeah heartbreak leave i i i'm here for it i'm here for it um, one of the forward thinking companies are going to bring it in soon i'm sure do you think so yeah it maybe they'll put it under compassionate you know yeah they should yeah when i when i get big enough that i have um the kind of leave policy that can support heartbreak then I, i'll introduce it I'll, maybe I'll be you. the first yeah be a pioneer yeah so there was a, a statistic on annual leave that six in 10 employees cannot use or do not use their full annual leave entitlement every year. That's crazy to me. I know you can't relate. I cannot relate. I can't relate either because I actually always use mine. whenever yeah. I was, um, Unless like you employed. intentionally carry some over to use. No. Oh, yeah. Like some people do it when they're like planning on having a baby or going on a trip or something like that. But like, no, this is literally like... BAU annual leave people are not using it really yeah I'm, I'm surprised because I'm like I get it sometimes with like certain employees like whenever I wherever I work like the CEO or the CFO they never use it and they have mm. all this holiday carryover and you have to encourage them to take their annual leave and they don't take you seriously and all that stuff but like the typical employee I feel like why why don't you take it I hate chasing people to use their annual leave yeah. and there's always one job's worth that's like oh i just haven't been able to and it's like no you actually could have <laughs> like sometimes there's very rarely the situation where you've been so busy that you, you have can't been use it because that's for a whole your, year that's to do with your own time management yeah and the one is like one that always pisses me off is when it gets to like the end of the carryover period so let's say you can carry over five days until the 31st of march and then now maybe because you decide to be courteous that you will tell people at the end of february that they have five days to use or three days to use and they're like i'm sorry i won't be able to take these i'm just so busy my g you couldn't take it the whole of last year you've been given an additional three months and you're telling me you can't use it these times the company is not going bankrupt you're not even in a critical role Literally. like it just is it gonna you... fall down is the company gonna and fall I down i hate telling people that like, I, 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 hate, I always tell people that i'm like we will be fine like we will actually be fine take your leave Honestly. Or when people say stuff like, oh, I've got this leave booked, but I'll just check if I have to cancel it. Or they say dumb things like that. I'm like, don't cancel your leave. And then you go away, you come back and everything was fine. Nothing even changed. Literally. Who are you? I literally, even the CEO, the CEO himself. A whole machine herself, is running the company. Like you out of all people. I, I just think it's mad. <laughs> like, especially the bigger the company is here, the worse it gets. Like if you're in a company that has a thousand people, 10,000 people, and you are saying that you cannot take any Can you imagine? I, it's, it's delusion. <laughs> it's and I, it's not even a good type of delusion. Like why would you it's even not. want to? It's the worst. It's the worst. I always look at those people and think, you're not impressing me. 
it actually makes you look yeah. worse. It, you're not I think they me. think it makes them look dedicated, but it makes you look delusional. It makes you look unorganized. It makes you look yes. like your time management is rubbish. Yes. It makes you think that you're just delusional. Like, who yeah. the, who are you? Can yeah. you please go and lie yeah. down somewhere? I hate the ones that I'm begging as well. Like, I'm emailing, like, whenever I was in like, op- operational HR roles and you're emailing line manager, like, oh, these are the people in your team who haven't taken their annual leave. And the line manager then asked them, and they, and, but the line manager has asked their team member, but the team member is now coming back to HR saying that they can't take it you're i'm looking at the email of your land manager telling you to take this holiday can you imagine i've been in situations before we had like um a particular employee who never took it year off year, and they kept making exceptions for that person to like carry it over and i was like we're not carrying it over anymore that's ridiculous and these are the days that we're allocating to you to take holiday oh really you can like the um working time directive whatever it allows you to tell people when to take their holiday mm. as long as you give them twice the Next. number of days notice so if you want to take two days you need to give them at least four days notice mm. if you want to take 15 days you need to give them 30 days notice which i have done before Be like you're taking these two weeks off here's your four weeks notice good and it's mad like you know how embarrassed i would be if someone had to beg me to take my holiday because you look stupid. You look silly. Because look, you've gone, you've come back. Oh, everything's you've fine. You've wasted everyone's look at, time. Well, look at that. Having to have this conversation. Oh, I think I could probably use two days here and three days here. Take off the whole. The that whole could December. never be me. That could I never be me. I don't understand like what type of delusion it is and why people right. are so in, in bondage with no. looking busy. No. Me, never. If my holiday's booked, my holiday's booked. But what do you think it is? Because six, that's sixty percent of people. Like, what that's a, is that's it? That's a high percentage. But, w- but what could it be? I think um some of it might be manager. Like um if you have a manager that also has that pattern of behaviour that doesn't mm. take annual leave, you might find it difficult to feel like you can take your and all your annual leave if you know yeah. that person's in front of you. I think um. I think it depends on the type of job you have as well. Like maybe if you have a more, like a job that doesn't, no, but it's usually the people who are in but, like high stress jobs that don't take the. But just to say, when you, to be, to be fair, when I was in, um, when I was in retail, and the only time I ever booked holiday was when I was going on holiday. Same. So and I think there is a bit of a culture around, and I used to, I used to have it as well around, I'm not booking holiday to stay in this country. That's me. That's how I used to be. That's still me. Yeah, but... Do, Unless I have something to do. Yeah, but you're, I think it's a bit different with you because you will leave the country, I think, quite frequently. Like, you go away. Some some would say too much. Not me, personally. That's what, that's what others are saying, isn't it? But you leave the country. <laughs> some people say, do you have a job? And people are asking. That's what other people are saying. Not me, personally. That's what others are saying. <laughs> Others are saying that you lie about having a job, but that's not me. (laughs) That's not me. But like, um, like you leave frequently, so it's reasonable for you. Like, okay, I'm gonna hold these holiday days for the next. But when people are leaving the country once a year, and like, we're not taking holidays. Exactly. I think there's a bit of a culture. Like even COVID, it happened as well. Like loads of people, like, oh, my holiday's been booked, so I'm not gonna take my annual leave. Like you can literally take time off work and not leave the country. No, I'm not gonna lie though. During COVID, I did not touch my holiday. Yeah, but that is that because you were kind of like taking time off without needing to yeah. use it. Yeah. Yeah, but some people were just working 
and not using their days off. Oh, they missed the trick. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Even we had so they were like, oh, we're gonna let you carry over your holiday days. And I remember I was head of people of an organization, and I spoke to the CEO about it. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why are we letting people carry? They have actually. They haven't been able to leave the country, but they can still take holiday. They can still take, and they should. In during they these should. times, they should be taking them. It's even more important for yeah. them to take them. The only reason I didn't is because I was pregnant, so it just made sense for me to keep okay, them. Yeah, that's but what I would do if I had like if I was having a baby or I knew I was going to be having a baby. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I would carry over as many as possible. Yeah, but I do think it's really important to take your annual leave for whether you're leaving the country or not. It just. Just for your own mental health, for your own, like, just take, spending time with people you love. Life admin. It's the worst one. It's one of the worst things to take annual leave off to go and then be working. But sometimes you could just be like, okay, I'll take, f- like, three or four days off. And then you have one day where you just bash out all the other time. And the rest of the time you just rest. Yeah. Like, this year, I plan on taking, like, days off to just sleep. Exactly. Should I be concerned? <laughs> why are you not sleeping to so just do nothing i mean yeah, like just yeah. sleep yeah just do rest, nothing yeah rest. R- there's so much difference between a weekend day and an annual leave day in the week yeah the weekend day people want too many things from you when you're actually have when you have a day off on a wednesday or a tuesday and or you know a Friday, everyone else is still everyone working else is at work, it's different yeah it's actually different it's not the same as a weekend or mm-hmm. a bank holiday it's it's very different those are the best days but the best time off in the year is that time of Christmas. That's the only time where you can really go away on leave and come back and nothing's really happened. You don't have to catch up. You don't have Definitely. to think about doing extra that's, work in that's advance. That's why I don't take annual leave around Christmas. Because nothing happens. Yeah. So you're really off anyway. Excuse me. I'm very much employed. So <laughs> what sort of question is that? <laughs> no, I used to have, we used to have these people. Um, I think in every organization I've ever worked in, there's been people who like don't, you know, the ones where they don't close over Christmas, you know, you have to book the three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there will always be a couple of people that haven't booked it. So you're checking, like, are you going to be here? So yeah, yeah, yeah. in some companies, it's, you have to make sure yeah, yeah, yeah. things are covered. Uh-huh. But I know, I've always known in my heart of hearts that you're not taking those days off. You're saying you're going to work, but you're not going to do gonna anything. Work, There's gonna yeah. be no one to know what you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah. Thing, well played. That's why I don't take holiday. Well played. <laughs> and even if you're working, you don't have to, like, you can be online, be doing bits here and there. Yeah, I, I like to be I, during that time. I, I like to, to switch be fully off. offline. Yeah, no one should yeah. ask me any questions. Uh, last year was the first time that I like took those days off um, because of when my holiday birthday holiday was rolled mm-hmm. into that. But usually, like no, I just um, no, I don't want to be that. I just I just hate the idea that something comes in. It's just and you're you. actually expecting me to pick it up. Yeah. Not that if, like, you text me on my personal phone and you beg me, I might help you. Like, I like that one. I like the, the gratitude that comes with you knowing that I'm, <laughs> I'm on leave <laughs> if I pick this up. It's me being nice. That's not that. true. And when you're in senior roles, the CEO will be deputizing you or doing di- true, silly, silly things like that in small companies. But it's like after companies. the Christmas party, all that stuff is done. You should be all right. Mm. No, remember I told you about that stalking case I had? Yes. That was one of the times I had to work between Christmas and um, New Year. Third times. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. Like, things that come up from a HR perspective that need urgent attention between Christmas and New Year are usually pretty urgent. It's true. For them to just pop up like that. Yeah, so. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd rather not be. Um, you said you had a dilemma. I did. I saw an interesting one. It's actually a Reddit dilemma. 
I saw it. We should do another Reddit episode soon. We should. I think people enjoyed it. Yeah, we had some really good feedback. So we'll record one of those soon. I thought this was interesting because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just about HR people and we're not infallible. Well, most of us are not. Um, It is titled need advice addressing a situation with new head of hr hey so i work a professional job that i'm pretty good at i'm at a medium-sized company that's just moved past startup phase many people seem liberal but we've only recently gotten a real hr person and we definitely don't have a dei person or anything like that pretty typical startup stuff I was planning to talk to our HR person because I'm currently trying to move to a different state. I googled her first, found her Facebook and all her public posts are Trumper stuff. Big rant about why she voted for him. Screenshots of Ben Shapiro tweets. Memes shared from pages with a lot of transphobic jokes. Nothing blatantly hateful said on her page but some clear dog whistles. I could probably brush it all off if she wasn't the person leading the HR department. But having her be uh, the person in charge of creating a good workplace has me pretty uncomfortable. I've been considering leaving for a bit and I'm pretty confident in my ability to find something else. So I'm pretty set on leaving once I've got a solid offer lined up. Would love some confirmation that that's the right call though. Although, should I address this in my resignation or should I just say that I was offered a new role that I've chosen to accept? I'd like to make an attempt to warn some other co-workers who may not fare well under her, but I'm unsure of how to do that as I mostly work remotely. Any advice or input would be appreciated. Thanks. I'm in two minds because technically those are her own personal views and shouldn't play a part Mm -hmm. in who she is at work yeah. and how she views things and she has to be objective but everybody's human so those things will definitely creep into your mm. everyday at work in terms of how you view things approach things initiatives you want to put in place mm. how people approach you about things and your thought process like it doesn't just disappear yeah because you're at work but at the same time like also that person googled that individual and it wasn't something that was shared within like a work mm. capacity because it's is personal. Anything, is there anything wrong with what she shared? Obviously the transphobic stuff, yes. But the stuff about being a Trump supporter. Technically, no. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just her political views. Yeah. So I think, well, I've got a question actually. Do you think it's important for the political views of a person in a in a HR role to align with those of the company. So, if it is, for instance, if you're a company and you've been out on the internet talking about Black Lives Matter, and then you've got a new HR head of HR who's about All Lives Matter, does it matter? I think it does. I think it does because I feel like even HR individuals should know who they're going to work for, but then at the same time. Like, what company is going to really come out and say all lives matter, for example? Or what company... No company is going to... I don't think any company will come out and say all lives matter. Um, But some companies will come out and say black lives matter. Like, say, for instance... Yeah, people will show if they're 
liberal if they're like left wing, but they're not going to show if they're right wing. That's what I'm saying. If you're the same if way. you're if you're a left leaning company, is it appropriate? And who and who has policies which support that? So, for instance, let's say you've got a policy on you know gender neutral bathroom, yeah, or you have. Um, this person might be responsible for implementing a new mentoring scheme for black employees. Is it then appropriate for the person in that role to maybe have some ideas? They might still be capable of implementing those things, Mm -hmm. but if their kind of ideologies are not aligned with that, is it going to impact their ability or their desire to do that as well as they can? Do you know what? I'm really thinking about it and actually I think they they can because I'm just thinking about myself and working in different companies where I didn't necessarily agree with certain things um on a on an individual level mm-hmm. and some companies I couldn't cope with those ideologies that they had but Mm -hmm. there's been others where even though I don't agree I could still do my job Mm -hmm. so I think it's possible yeah it depends I guess how strongly you are in in either direction yeah it's hard because like you can't well you can judge someone for their political associations or their views but you're not supposed to not supposed to you're not supposed to but everyone doesn't think the same exactly um but I don't know. I just I think it's really hard to have someone in a HR role that does that. And and do you know what it is? I think it's it is a little bit unfair because when we think about Trump supporters, we have a, a big stereotype yeah, in our heads yeah. about why they support mm-hmm. Trump and what kind of person they are and whether they're like a raging racist or homophobe mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know misogynist or whatever that might be, and that might not even be fair. So, and then again, I think the stuff around transphobic jokes is actually a bigger issue. issue. Yeah. Um, but I think I would obviously that person said that they will probably end up leaving, but I think I would if I wasn't going to leave, I would just want to see how this kind of plays out because mm. you, she, that person is not going to see what this HR person does on a day-to-day basis mm. and how their views play out in the workplace. It's not going to be until, unfortunately, maybe like a, a world event happens where they see how H- HR navigates mm. that situation and what they advise leadership to do, for example. Yeah. Or it's not going to come out until you're involved in some form of case and maybe there's something that you have as a characteristic or something that you share that you know doesn't align with that person and you see how they navigate that situation. Yeah, the person will never see it. But for instance, if, for instance, you are anti-LGBTQ and then someone now raises a grievance saying that someone has been homophobic or transphobic or biphobic or whatever phobic to them, Mm -hmm. are you going to be the best person for that? Like, are you going to believe that person are you gonna do you know I mean is is your bias gonna creep in and the thing is you can't you we can't really apply that to everyone because everyone has bias to so the same way as a black employee if I was to get a case about race, I also have a bias if I have a case about racial discrimination so I guess it's whether your bias is likely to help or hinder employees and the company mm. but it's just it's just really difficult 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't let that be the reason I left. But the yeah, person said that they were so. already thinking about leaving. Mm. So I would. Um, I would. If I was already thinking about leaving, I wouldn't let this impact what I'm going to do anyway. And one thing I would definitely do is snitch. I would, yeah, I would, I would tell whoever the person, whoever they report into, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever, unless you know that person is the, the same. same and yeah. maybe hired them on that basis. Mm-hmm. But if you think that this is something that the person you hired them doesn't know, I would tell. I would, yeah, like a canary. Yeah, I think it's important. Have you ever Googled... Um, like somebody that you work with i've googled almost everybody that i work with in any sort of close capacity yeah there was everybody. um before i started a company i um checked out who would be my manager mm-hmm. and it it put me at peace when i saw like how cool she was and how like you know she seemed like she had a personality mm. outside of work and that's what put me at peace for accepting the job my sister had an interview a while ago and um i you know um in the public sector they'll tell you like who's going to interview you their like level or whatever so i googled the lady and the first thing that came up was her tiktok oh really and it was shambolic like it was so (laughs) like after you'd seen it there's no way you could possibly take that person seriously really like it was all like her doing voice she was kind of senior-ish but her doing voiceover like doing tiktoks over like specific sounds like making like jokes about just lots of there was nothing offensive it was just very immature Mm. for like a grown Mm. woman like it was very immature so i think it definitely impacted how my sister it didn't stop my sister from moving forward with the job but it definitely knowing that that would be her manager i think it definitely made her feel like wow like this is not the level of professionalism mm. but obviously it's not a professional context and then when she went to the interview it was like wow this is person seems professional in this setting but having already seen how they are outside i think it just kind of made her feel like it's a bit weird yeah i can imagine but yeah i do think you should google i think sometimes linkedin isn't enough i oh yeah i if i have for instance an interview oh i would always i would always 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 google the person and that's what makes me think is it like if I'm interviewing someone, I'll always Google them. If I'm being interviewed by someone, I have their name, or I'm interviewing someone, I'll always Google them. But is that not what people do? I don't know. Have you, if you had an interview and you knew who was interviewing you, obviously you would check your LinkedIn, but would you not Google them? Sometimes. I haven't all the time, but I have sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I think it depends. I'm proper like, I'll do it. I don't know, I just, I just don't want any surprises. I hear you. I don't want any surprises. And I also like to, like, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm keen. So I also want to see what they're doing. See if there's any affinity there that I can use to my advantage. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if I see anything that's too red flaggy, no. Yeah, no, I actually hear that. I hear that. I think it's important to Google and LinkedIn people and just see, like, their story as yeah, well where they came from yeah but but i will say that when i'm googling people i'm not like that person coming across political views and stuff i'm not necessarily looking no for you're that. looking to know to find out a little bit about them like yeah and if stuff like that comes up it comes up yeah yeah same so like if i google somebody for instance i'm sometimes like they might have been on their previous company website and it might say a bit about their like professional mm. history or i don't know maybe they run like 
a marathon or mm. do you know like stuff like that not like actively looking for things but if i come across anything then yeah, yeah. or do you know what else i do i put in because of my twitter algorithm i've i've assumed anyway if i search something on twitter i get like black people's tweets first mm-hmm. so sometimes i will put in the company name like sake of a company i'm going mm-hmm. to interview for and i'll put in i don't know like some form of keyword to see what comes up on twitter <laughs> i never do i never used to it to do it but oh i always put into it to see stuff no i never i never I do because i feel like that's where people tend to be quite to unfiltered yeah, yeah. so sense. yeah i will go there and see what people are saying about a company no that makes a lot of sense yeah hi have you googled yourself yeah yeah, are you happy with the content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have um, a cousin who married someone with the same name as me. Oh, really? So if you Google my name, it'll tell you about a book I wrote about how to keep your marriage alive or something. Oh, well, love that. <laughs> I didn't write it, it's not me. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> it's like how to get your marriage back or something like that. Like, okay. But that's not me. But mine is quite like tame. My IMDB comes up. Why have you got an IMDB, please? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just that kind of person... I have an IMDb. Why? Someone created it for me. Is it? Yeah. I'm just saying, have you got an IMDb? No. Wow. So I should though. That's embarrassing. I should. I was I was an extra on the bill one time. Really? Many, many years ago, yes. I my IMDb was created because I was on Channel Four News and they credited me. Oh really? Yeah. So my <laughs> IMDb's dead. I literally have uh, an IMDb to so my IMDb. I found that out from Googling myself. Did you? Yeah, I was Googling it myself like back. Like a that years is ago. Ella, well. And I, saw, I was like, wow, IMDb, who is this? And I thought, yep, there I am. <laughs> Appeared on Channel 4 News. Wow. I need some more credits, though. I have been on the TV otherwise, but I might try and see if I can get myself a few more credits. Why not? Why not? I do feel like the pod has made me more discoverable, though, on Google. Um, But your full name? Yeah, because stuff, whenever, I, I don't know how or why that's happened, because my full name is not on any pod stuff Li- it's not on my linkedin it's nowhere mm. like you won't find it so i don't even know how Maybe the CIPD stuff. oh it is cipd you're right mm. um but all like basically doing all this stuff like the pods black mm. nature it's made yeah. me more discoverable yeah, yeah yeah it's made me more discoverable online which i'm not really Mine a fan is, of like, literally completely unrelated the only time my name has been linked in linked with anything to do any content i create was the metro so i didn't give them my full name like i said don't put it in so if you read um i was in the metro a couple of years ago it only had like my first name but the, whoever took the pic when they did the pictures they you put named your full name the pictures my full name so even though it wasn't in the article because one of the pictures was called that it comes it up just kept like it when you googled me it would come like right at the top so i had to fight with them for like a year to oh get really it yeah because i just don't want that like when people use my full name it's in a professional context i don't want them looking around my living room do you know what i mean like it's not that's fair we will attach lola's living room to the <laughs> <laughs> no it's just weird like i just felt like that's not what i want that's they're just, i hear you they're different things i yeah. hear you i hear you they're different yeah. things do you know what we've had obviously the conversation about linkedin and like content and all that other yeah, kind of stuff so have, it's kind of like that it's, i like to have this the separation yeah i'm sure people have noticed that you can't find everybody hates hr on linkedin from us yeah anyway yeah, yeah. but we're, 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 we're considering it we are regularly 
It's just it's a it's a tough one for me. I think more so for me than Lola, if I'm honest. Yeah, but I work for myself. So exactly. It's fine. Like when I used to create content when I whenever I was employed, I literally would never like I used to find colleagues and block them. Like if I ever came across any colleague, I would just block them really? because I just felt like it's very separate. But now I don't care. Not, do you know what? For me, it's it's not even LinkedIn. It's the, it's it's social media that scares me. So, for example, like... It's the follow-through to find your... Yeah, like, people at work, where I work now and where I've worked previously, they know about Black and HR. Mm-hmm. They've seen videos, they've seen content. And you put Black and HR on your LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's there, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not having conversations the way I am with everybody hates HR. Yeah. So, like, one of my fears and maybe i shouldn't put it out there because i don't want someone to go and do it and but it's, it's to like search through things edit miscon so that it's misconstrued yeah. it's like when molly may said oh everybody has the same 24 hours that's not yeah. what she said like, yeah. there was more to what she said yeah but that that's what became the yeah. sound bite yeah so that's that's what bothers me about yeah no do you know it's thing. the same for me and also like for me it's even though I'm not employed anymore, it's about clients. Like, I have different clients. Like, I've got clients now that work in marketing. I've got clients that work in fintech. I've got clients that work in accounting. And, like, certain clients will understand. the. And I'm, I am pretty transparent now. Like, if it comes up, I'll, I'll say. But, like, some clients will get it. And, and some, some clients, won't. they just won't. Yeah. Like, some clients, like, even though I would hope that they understand that, like, they're you know they're you're an old white man or you're an old white woman i they might you know they might hear it and be clutching their pearls yeah, like yeah, wow yeah. like she's calling people white yeah like and i hope i don't have any clients like that but some clients depending on the work that i do it's not even important for me to know them that that well so i don't know how they how they might take it yeah but i'm definitely at a point now where i'm like i don't care like mm-hmm. i am i'm i'm getting there yeah but you're, you're, you're further ahead than me yeah yeah but i think i had that luxury because no one can do anything to me. Yeah. Must be nice. It is. It is nice. So work for yourselves. It is nice. Oh, people are fighting us on TikTok, though. Oh, because of... Um, you know, I read the comments, actually, and I just thought, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? So we, we some post- people just don't read or listen. Listen. Like, some, like, so we posted a clip from a couple of episodes ago where we were talking about that intern from spotify that um rejigged the spotify wrapped um i guess what is it the wrap-up yeah the spotify wrapped idea or the whatever she she rejigged it made it like this social thing and they that was her idea she presented it on her actual last day which i found out and they took it and they used it and whatever that was her job right and we spoke about my thoughts on it and Release's thoughts on it was that, well, it was her job. You know, they could have maybe done something a bit more for her, but, like, that's literally employment. You get paid either way. And people are like, no, you can always credit people. Like, you should credit somebody if they do a good thing. How does she want to be credited? Yeah. Someone was like, not oh, even the her, person like, who the designed the, comments, um, the night tick. Like, it's not the same thing. They were like, oh, they hired someone to design the night tick and they gave us some money. But when it did really well, they gave us some more. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice of yeah, them. It's literally not the same thing. If I work as an intern in HR for a company and I build something out, that helps you know um streamline their processes and it makes their job easier they it should now their money so they're gonna yeah, give you the cost they should now, exactly what should, <laughs> what should they do now or am i hired as an intern where they pay me on a monthly basis 
and I and that's my job. Yeah, people people in the comments were just like, "No, that's not fair." No, you got you know they don't even pay some interns, but they paid this one. So where are we now? But yeah, we 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 are being a bit better on socials now. We are, we are, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. <gasps> also. Last week we were saying, "Oh yeah, get your tickets." There's a few left. By the time the episode came out, those tickets were done. We're sold out. We're sold out. Woo-hoo-hoo. Love that for us. And we were like, "Yeah, if there's any tickets left," and in my heart, I heart, knew there was going to be no tickets oh left gosh. by the time people came. I put it on my um my Snapchat. Yes, I still use Snapchat, and I said, "Not me and Beyonce having things in common." <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the main things that you have in common. One of the many. There's other things that you have in common. It's true, but that, that's the main. We both sell out shows. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> you are so <laughs> You're so gassed. But yeah, no, it's going to be really good. And like we were considering that, but up in the capacity. But it was like, no, like let let us come with the people that we've we initially planned yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, no. And if you didn't make it, you didn't make it. Start saving your coins. Sorrow, like Sorrow's press. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, we're sold out. And it's yeah. like, what, like just over a week away now? Yeah. Oh my God, it is really coming. Okay, don't do that, my anxiety. Um, But thank you. And can't wait to see. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, all the food. I need to get my outfits away. That's the only thing that I have think, yeah, we need to decide what we're going to do. Like, the week that it's on is like a, it's such a crazy week yeah. for me in terms of appearance. So you I need just to, don't know you, what I'm doing. You need to sort it out this week. Obviously, but early this week. I mean, by the time this comes out, I would have um, seen Beyonce. I was thinking, why are you shaking your head like this? Oh yeah, Beyonce. So Vivi's Vy- Vy- is going to Beyonce. She didn't even she didn't even spare one thought for me, not once. Even when <laughs> I think it's, she didn't even think. Oh, I want no, she's nothing. He did. Do you see the crowd at Stockholm? I did. They I were did. so bad. Like, they were literally, like, it was bare people's parents. I don't even know. And there was one guy dancing in the crowd, and everyone was just looking like. Do you know what? Speaking of parents, my in laws have gone to see Beyonce today. Who got them tickets? Their daughter. Yeah. Date night. Are it, they going to appreciate it? I love that. Are they going to appreciate it? Do you know what? Um, my father in law. So, when you're saying in laws, you mean the, 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 your mother and your father in laws? Yeah, they went together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I f- he he, my fa- future father-in-law to be. He appreciates music, so even if okay. he doesn't know like new Beyonce, he would Im- appreciate the. Yeah, and I believe that um my mother-in-law does appreciate Beyonce. Okay. But yeah. So people's mums are going. People's people's parents. I don't even care that much. They're doing I'm romance. I love that for them. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? Yeah, it's cute. I really believe in parents like keeping up yeah yeah i think that's sweet yeah same yeah but yeah i'm gonna get their perspective and my sister-in-law went she's doing like club renaissance with the she's down i don't even know i've told her to just send me everything today but i think beyonce is gonna give next energy in london yeah i think so yeah we're not we're not like no no we're not we're not their mates paris looked like it was popping yeah 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 it's cute you know i got married there blue conceived there all of that stuff great but London... Pharrell was there. He was. So the was Serena Williams. Um, so were the Kardashians. Also Chris Jenner. Yeah. She looking different. I mean, I love Chris. I'm not going to lie. She had a facelift, I'm not, I'm not a Kardashian fan, but I love Chris. She had a facelift, I think. Mm. And it was her, I saw a video of her on the clock app, which I haven't mentioned this episode once. 
And her face was literally looking really? like stiff. Yeah, I yeah. saw her leap early. But yeah, I saw Serena there. I saw Pharrell there. She's really having a baby. There. Yeah, did you see the little video when she told Olympia that she's... Oh, no, know. I haven't seen it. So cute. I'll send I it to Olympia. you. It's so cute. So, so cute. But yeah, so by the time this comes out, we'll see Beyonce. So that's what I'll be talking about next week. That episode, I'm not going to be here. I might I come with it. my fan. What are you wearing? Oh god! Do you know what I went into Zara the other day and it's literally Renaissance galore. Like everything is silver. In really? There. Is that because of Beyonce? Yeah. Really? But it's just not my vibe. So I might just get some face gems or something. Can you get like a hat? Mm, I thought about it, but no, because then I have to wear a wig. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna after this. I'm gonna show you what my friend friend wore today. Who's doing the beehive um bit? Okay. Yeah. Is it crazy? It's proper Renaissance. Okay. Yeah. I kind of feel like other people would be really, you know, you know, people tell you that like, oh, you should eat your food. There's people starving in Africa. Like, I really hate those people. But I'm going to say something which is equally as annoying. There's loads of other people who would have loved to go to Beyonce. And they would have so put what's in. What's happening here? They would have <laughs> they would put in a lot of effort. So I feel like you have the privilege to be going to Beyonce. That you should be putting in effort to go and not just wearing anything. Do you know how many people are? You we know, should go see Flavor. I saw, do you know what, my one day in-laws-to-be baby are Ibo and they are very much going. Are they? My yes. mum fancies Flavor. If you don't know who Flavor is, it's um, a Nigerian Ibo artist. Um, he's got one of those trending songs on... Um, Which one? The, the champion. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, but I don't really... Controversy. I mean, it's not Beyonce, but we, we can... We go can go see, go see Flavor. flavor. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah... Um, those of you who listen to Nigerian music, maybe this will be familiar to you. And those who don't, you should. It's good. Um, a lot of Igbo artists, yeah, they really like singing in Igbo. I mean, okay. No, the thing is... Does, you, what does okay. a shake do, please? Okay, wait. The thing is, let me tell you something. You are not Nigerian, yes. And you can engage in a I have in Nigerian lot of, blood. Yeah, I know, and but I have Igbo no, blood. No, in, but this is, if the, we want to get down... No, no, no. There's a point that I'm making. <laughs> You're not Nigerian, but a lot of Yoruba music, you can really engage in it. Like Even if there's parts in Yoruba, the, the gist of the song... Yeah, it, <laughs> Yeah, you're unavailable. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, but the gist of the song, you could even if they're talk, you still get it. Even Ashake, it's a lot of Ashake. Even, even Ashake, Ashake is more on the is more on the Yoruba <laughs> side. But even like his songs, yeah, the, the chorus, or there'll be something for you to be like, okay, this is what this song is about. Okay. I can listen to some even music, and I don't even know what they're saying. I don't know what it's about. I don't. Is this a love song? Are we fighting? Like I don't know. I'll know about the the people no, in the but video. But they got like Duncan Almighty. I love that song. Okay, from the last ten years, please. <laughs> <laughs>